Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, July the 3rd, as we head in to Independence Day weekend, July 4th, tomorrow. A lot of people celebrating the holiday today. Happy Independence Day to everyone out there. Uh, and as well, today is the day that workouts officially begin. I know we've seen Phillies players show up over the last few days. The Bryce Harper wearing the JT Romuto jersey. We've seen the Reese Hoskins mustache look. A, a lot of fun stuff. And today, actually, the day where they start organized workouts. We've seen them tossing baseballs around and all that. But today, they actually get going, and it gets real. We're three weeks away from the start of the season. Let's go. I am so ready for baseball. I think that's been the theme this week, as every show is just... Uh, just the the excitement of not having to talk about labor negotiations and the excitement about being able to really talk about real baseball um, has been invigorating. It's been really exciting. And again, I, I understand that there's still a lot of question marks surrounding this season. We don't know how it's all going to play out. It's going to look very different. Obviously, there are grave concerns surrounding the whole season, of course, especially with um, you know, Ken Rosenthal had a piece up on The Athletic yesterday about his concerns about the season and, and a lot of older managers and, and coaches and umpires who, who are higher risk. And all. Look, I get it. There is a lot of question marks. We don't know how this is going to play out, but all we could do is obviously hope. And all we can do is, is believe that the health and safety protocols will be as robust as possible, which it does seem like they're doing a very good job so far of monitoring these things. And we just have to understand that, you know, everyone is taking a risk and, and we have to appreciate them for taking that risk. And obviously, you know, I, we know it's a business and all that, but at the same time right now, particularly it's, it's far more about the health and safety of everybody involved. So uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch, obviously. And we all just have to hope. And, and right now we can't control it. All we could do is think about the fact that they're going to try and bring us baseball, and we should be excited about that. And I feel good about baseball being able to make this happen. Obviously, again, it's all fluid, but 
of all the sports, it does seem like the easiest to pull off from a you know social distancing standpoint and all that. So we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful. And look again, they are out there now. They are they're working out. We're we're moving towards something. And uh, the hope and excitement of having sports back is certainly the predominant thing I'm feeling right now. I hope it's the same for you. And again, we all know it's with a lot of question marks still, but I, I, I think it's okay to get excited. It's okay to get excited about the Phillies being back in action, seeing those guys out there trying to you know, get in shape and get ready. I think it is exciting. And, and with that in mind, as I mentioned the last couple of days yesterday leading into today, it is time. Before heading into next week when we start to really break down the lineup and we'll get a schedule next week. We'll know who they're going to play when. That is going to be thrilling. I've never been more excited for a schedule release. You know, like in football, the Eagles schedule comes out and you go through game by game, win, loss, win, loss. And it's obviously a ridiculous exercise, but it's still, it's really fun to go through it and and look at the way the schedule shakes out. For baseball, it's always been a, oh, let's see who they start the season against. Let's see who they end it against. Let's see if there's any particularly long road trips in there or whatever, but it's never a a game-by-game breakdown. This year feels like we're going to get that schedule and look at it game-by-game because each one is so crucially important, certainly series-by-series, and look how it shakes out, when they have to move, where they're going, how the schedule breaks down with how many times they play each of the ALEs teams and all that type of stuff. There's so much in this, so next week we'll get a schedule that is going to be super Super fun to break down. I can't wait to get into the schedule. I'm sure we will have days of talking about the schedule, how it shakes out, how it looks. Um, it, it's it's just an exciting time right now to talk Phillies. And uh, with that in mind, as promised earlier this week and yesterday, today we will go in to the roster itself and make our 30-man roster prediction. Again, we talked about it yesterday, but for those who don't know, the Phillies will have to cut the roster down to 30 by opening day, and then it will be down to 28 two weeks later and 26, 29 days after the start of the season. It will remain that way through the, le- the last, I was going to say the rest of the season, the last month of the season, essentially. But for the rest of the season, it will remain that way. Um, so over the next three weeks, the Phillies have to whittle it down from 60 to 30. Ultimately, they're at 54 right now, so they still have to add some guys. We know they want to add another catcher. I think you're going to see some prospects added. Uh, We talked about this before, but I think it's crucially important to get some guys like Bryson Stott or Mickey Moniak or maybe even, you know, Mick Abel, Casey Martin, guys they just drafted, to get them development this year with with the cancellation of the minor league season, which we all saw coming, but is no less of a bummer. Um, It's important that those guys are active, involved, you know, don't just take a year off, you know. Um, So I think you'll see those guys added to the roster. Certainly as it gets closer to the season, Jack Fritz had an interesting theory that he thinks they're stacking this 60-man roster with guys who, the fringe guys who have a chance to make the roster, and once they see who kind of shines and who doesn't, then they'll replace some of those guys and put those guys on waivers with some of those prospects. I could see that happening too either way. Still six spots on the roster. Uh, technically, I don't think any of those six are people who would make the 30-man unless they go do something unexpected like sign a Puig or something, which I don't see happening. Um, but um, I do think that... that we know who will be on the 30-man roster out of the 54 names that we have already. I think 30 of those guys will be on the starting roster again unless they make some unexpected signing. So today, that is the exercise. We are going to dive into this 30-man roster and try and predict who will make the team. We'll go pitchers, then hitters. Uh, uh, you know, We went through the roster when it first came out and kind of gave quick thoughts on everybody. We'll do a little more detail, obviously, 
uh, on who's going to make the roster, but also next week diving into the real roles these people will have and who we expect to be the starting lineup, how it'll shake out, all that type of stuff. But let's let's dive in with the pitching staff uh, to start. I have, and again, this is important because it's only 30 to start, but then I'll have to get down to 28 and to 26. So ultimately, and look, injuries will play a role in this. Four of these names will not be on this 26-man roster a month into the season, but it'll probably be more than four of these names because there'll probably be another injury or two or this or that. But for now, we're just going to focus on what 30 men, and again, this is also provided no injuries happen before then, will make the roster start the season. All right, so I think if we start with the pitchers, let's start with the starters and the locks to make the roster. We know Aaron Nola is making the roster. We know that Zach Wheeler is making the roster. And the the Wheeler one is interesting because his wife obviously scheduled or planning to give birth right around the start of the season. So there is, of course, the chance that if she gives birth right as the season starts, maybe he's not on that first 30-man roster but then gets added after he leaves for that. But, you know, obviously Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, your top two starters, locks to make the roster. Same with Jake Arietta, who and Zach Eflin, who for all intents and purposes are the three and four starters in some order. I'm sure it'll be Arietta than Eflin, but I think we all, most people are more uh, hopeful for Eflin than, than Arietta. but you never know. Maybe Arietta comes back and has a return to glory uh, two-month stretch. He has shown that he can pitch well over stretches. Uh, it's been the whole season's been a problem. So that's four. So we have four definitive starters who will make the team. Um, a good time to mention Spencer Howard here. I do not have Spencer Howard making the 30-man roster out of camp. For everything we talked about the last few days, that I do think they will use those seven days, assuming that's what it is. It does seem to be seven days to accrue that extra year of service time for a player. They will wait those seven days, even though every game matters. And we'll talk more about this over the next couple of weeks because it is, a, again, as I said yesterday, a fascinating philosophical discussion. What is the right move? Do they bag the year of service time to get an extra start or two out of Howard in a season where every game matters is a real philosophical question, a tough question. Um, I think regardless of what the right answer is, and we'll dive into it more next week, I think they do decide to keep him down for seven days and then hopefully bring him up right away because, again, every game does matter, and Spencer Howard is, at worst, better than the other three guys who are shooting for the five spot, and and I would argue is the third best starter on the team as soon as he comes up. I think he's that good. I think he's that ready. I know you can't know till a guy actually pitches in the major leagues, but um, uh, Spencer Howard is that talented, and I think he will have success right away. So I do. I really do. He might not be, you know, an ace right away, but I think he's going to be, you know, you see a lot of young pitchers who come up, and, and they're just good right away, and I think he's going to be one of those guys. Everyone goes through bumps and Whatnot, but I think Spencer is going to be good right away. But I, again, because I think they're going to manipulate the service time, I do not have him on the opening 30 man roster. So we're still at four. So next, you get to the five starter spot, and we'll get more into the five starter discussion next week. Uh, I've already said if I had to bet right now without the workouts and all this will change, but I, I think I'd take Pavetta over Velasquez and Suarez right now, just as who is most likely to make the roster. But that is obvious, um, excuse me, who's most likely to be the five starter. But again, that is up in the air and it could change with Spencer Howard. We could, and ultimately I think we'll see all these guys get starts um, at one point or another. Also, uh, you know, the idea of something we talked about yesterday, I think you could see a tandem starter type of thing where Velasquez and Pavetta are the quote unquote five starter together where it's three or four innings each, you know, where Pavetta does the first three, Velasquez does the next three, you know, especially as, again, something we've talked about, that starters are not going to go as deep into games early in the season. Even Girardi said that. So um, they're going to have to be creative with how they use these these pieces, especially with a bullpen that only has a few guys you can really count on, in my opinion, 
and you don't want to overuse those guys over the course of the season. You know, you can use them because, again, it's not a full season and you don't have to save their arms for October or September, but um, you do obviously have to be careful about how often you use them in short periods of time together. So um, having said that, I do think for that reason, the fact that they will need starts, they will need innings, I think all three of the guys who are fighting for that fifth spot or were fighting for it in spring training one will make the roster in Pavetta, Velasquez, and Ranger Suarez, all on my 30-man roster, which gives us now seven pitchers on the 30-man roster. I'm going to pick 16 pitchers and 14 hitters for this original 30-man roster. I could see it 15 and 15. I think 16-14 is most likely. Normally, you know, a 26-man team, you'll see 13 and 13 or 14 and 12. Um, so I'm going to go 16 and 14 for the opening roster. I think having a few extra pitchers is just a little more valuable to start the season. Uh, so we're at seven right now. Time to get into the bullpen pieces. Um, my locks for the bullpen. Uh, the people who I, I feel, again, provided there's no injury or anything, are, are a lock to make the 30-man opening day roster. Hector Neris, obviously, your closer and your best reliever, in my opinion, the guy you can count on the most heading into the season. I really like Hector Neris. I've talked about this before. I just think he's underrated. Uh, I know that he's had some struggles in past years in the closer role. I think he figured a lot of that out last year, seemed a lot more comfortable in that role, and really had a few stretches last year, certainly that one stretch where he was one of the better relievers in baseball, certainly a top-end reliever in baseball. I think that's the type of pitcher he is. I think he's figured it out. Hector Neris, in my opinion, the one true devastating bullpen piece this team has, and I think he's going to be clearly important. So Neris makes the team. Other locks to make the team. We are at eight pitchers right now of the 16. Adam Morgan, making my team. We've seen enough from him. I trust Adam Morgan, certainly against left-handed pitchers. I like Adam Morgan. I think he's a lock to make the team, provided he's healthy. And I think he is one of the few guys I feel good about trusting in a game. Another lefty, I think a lock to make the team. Who you feel good about trusting in a game is Jose Alvarez. I think those three guys, uh, Neris, Alvarez, um, Neris Alvarez, Morgan, and the next lock, Tommy Hunter, are probably the four main bullpen pieces that you could trust. Obviously, provided, you know, if Velasquez can turn into a big, long reliever or, you know, Suarez coming out of the pen, maybe you trust. But in terms of the, the bullpen guys, not starters turning into to bullpen guys or whatever, I think those are your top four guys. Uh, there is another name I'm going to mention in a sec who can be, but I think those are the four guys we've seen, we trust, and you feel some level of comfort with some level of trust in. So we're at 11. Number 12 is a pretty easy one for me, too. They signed him this offseason. I think it was the one bullpen move this offseason I really thought was a smart play. Uh, I like Francisco Liriano. I'm a fan of the guy uh, in this role. Um, gets lefties out at a, a very high rate at this point of his career and is a guy who can face righties if you need to, can give you a, an inning or two if you need to, as obviously used to be a starter. Love Liriano as a signing. I think he's going to turn into that fifth guy you can kind of trust. I think that's going to be the core of the the sixth through ninth inning work is going to be those five guys. It's going to be Jose Alvarez, Tommy Hunter, Francisco Liriano, Adam Morgan, and of course Hector Neris. And I feel varying degrees of trust in all those guys. Obviously, I, I'd much rather it be a, a, a much stronger pen. You look at a team like the Yankees and what their pen looks like or the Rays, you know, that we'll have to phase. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have some of those guys, um, but I think as a, a five, you're going to trust. I think those are the five you'll see the most kind of leaned on there. All right, so we have four more spots to go. Uh, I think that 
just going through the list of who I expect to make the team, I'm going to put Victor Arano on the team. I think he's shown enough the past few years. Uh, again, I know he's had some bad stretches too, some really bad stretches, but he's also had some really great stretches. Had, what, like 30 consecutive scoreless innings at one point or something like that. Um, I like Victor Arano. I think he's good enough, assuming he's healthy. I think it's a guy they'll trust, a guy at the back end of the pen um, you can feel good about uh, so or good enough. So I think Victor Arano makes the squad. That leaves us with three spots left for Pem. We are at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So three more spots if we're going to take 16 guys to start. And there are some interesting names who I think are going to have an impact this season. Garrett Clevenger, a lefty with a lot of upside. Damon Jones, we talked about last time, is someone who could come up at some point in the season and, and just throw some heat for them. Ramon Rosso. There are some real names. I'm not expecting these guys to make the opening day roster. I think they're going to go with some names they trust, a more veteran squad. So I have four guys for the last three spots. The four guys to get three spots are Bud Norris, Blake Parker, Anthony Swarzak, and Cole Irvin. I'm going to say that Cole Irvin makes the roster. Um, because, again, like Suarez, he gives you a little more versatility. If you need someone to give you a few innings, Suar- uh, Irving can be that guy. I think Norris, Parker, and Swarzak are more redundant between the three, whereas Irving can give you other stuff. I-, I don't necessarily know that Irving is a better pitcher than those three, but I, I think that's the way it's going to shake out. I'm going to give Bud Norris a spot based on the, ab- the fact that, you know, really one of the few guys on this roster has closer experience if they need it. Um, has pitched in the major leagues for a long time. He's a veteran. I think that assuming he's healthy and looks Bud Norris-esque in any way, I think they'll give him a shot, which means the last spot comes down to Blake Parker and Anthony Swarzak. We saw Parker last year. He was fine as a Philly. I think he gave them some things. Swarzak, we did not, but Swarzak probably a better career, certainly a better career, I would say, than Blake Parker to this point. Has closed as well in the majors. Both guys have some closing experience. I honestly could see either of these guys making the roster. And and to be fair, again, I could see any three of the four we're talking about now with Parker, Swarzak, Norris, and Irvin making the roster. But I'm going to I'm gonna give the spot to Anthony Swarzak over Blake Parker. And again, I could see it going either way. I think Swarzak just a little more upside in that arm. I don't love either guy. I'm not going to feel great with either guy coming into a game. But I'll give it to Swarzak just based on the, the slight more experience and a little more around the box. So there we go. Our 16 pitchers will make the roster in alphabetical order. Jose Alvarez, Victor Arano, Jake Arrieta, Zach Eflin, Tommy Hunter, Cole Irvin, Francisco Liriano, Adam Morgan, Hector Neris, Aaron Nola, Bud Norris, Nick Pavetta, Ranger Suarez, Anthony Swarzak, Vince Velasquez, and Zach Wheeler. That is your 16 pitchers who will make the roster. Now we got to choose 14 offensive players, 14 hitters to make the roster. And again, hold me to this in three weeks when I'm wrong about all this. Hold me to it. Um, no, I, I do think, uh, and again, look, anything can happen over the next three weeks. Someone gets hurt. This whole thing has changed and all that. Someone gets, you know, COVID, God forbid, all this type of stuff. So um, a lot can still change, but here's my early 30-man projection. Let's move to the pitch uh, hitting side of things. We'll start real quick. Just the same thing with Spencer Howard is the same idea with Alec Bohm as far as I'm concerned. I think Bohm will be up at some point, hopefully just after seven days, because he is better than other guys we're going to talk about here. He has The upside is way higher than some of the guys we're going to talk about, but I think they will manipulate the service time. Bohm will not be on the 30-man roster to open the season, so don't expect your like Bohm's name. Catchers, I think they keep two to start. Uh, you know, you have that taxi squad to move guys in and out. Debbie Griam will stay on that, that practice squad for now. 
Romuto, obvious lock to make the roster. We have 14 spots here to give away. Lock to make the roster. And sadly, I think Andrew Knapp is a lock to make the roster just because he's their backup catcher. Whether we like it or not, we don't, obviously. But he's their backup catcher. They like him enough, certainly, to have brought him back, keep him around. So I think Andrew Knapp uh, and JT Romuto will take two of the 14 spots we have to give away. Moving to the infield. Uh, let's just knock the locks out of the way. Gene Segura is making the roster. Starting third baseman, most likely. Could be second base, but we'll guess third base based on early spring training results. Scott Kingery, likely your starting second baseman. Certainly will be in the lineup every day. Segura, Kingery, locks to make the roster. Reese Hoskins and his sweet, sweet mustache is a lock to make the roster as well. Reese, we'll talk more about next week. I think, you know, offensively, maybe the, the single biggest swing player on this team. Um, obviously, based on the rough second half, horrendous second half he had last year compared to the potential that he has inside him is going to be a massive swing point for this Philly season. Uh, and then Didi is a lock as well. That's your starting infield. We'll obviously dive into starting lineups more next week. So that's four locks in the infield. Outfield, we have four, uh, three locks, uh, excuse me, four locks as well. Jay Bruce will make the roster, obviously. Some left field work, DH work. Uh, I think you will see Jay Bruce prominently involved this season. That ended up being a really smart move by Matt Klintak. Jay Bruce will be paid by two other teams this year and not the Phillies to play for the Phillies. Bryce Harper, I think that guy's going to make the roster. We'll see. Um, no, the MVP season starts now. I'm very excited about Harper. I do. Again, I've been calling for an MVP season back when spring training 1.0. So, you know, a shortened MVP season, but I still believe he's going to have that type of season his age 27 year. Adam Hazley, uh, presumably starting uh, center fielder opening day or certainly one of the center field rotation. You expect him to make the roster, Andrew McCutcheon, a lock to make the roster, fully healthy, huge, obviously leadoff hitter left field. All right, so that means that we have taken one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten locks. So we have four spots to give away. Four. I'm going to start with the other. Uh, so here's what I'm going to do, and this is a little surprising, but I think I'm going to go with one outfielder and three infielders because. A couple of those infielders can play the outfield, too. And a couple other positions. I think it gives you versatility. Let's start with the one outfielder. I think Roman Quinn makes the squad, assuming he's healthy. He just brings too much as a bench player, too much versatility, too much value. He's a switch hitter. He's the fastest guy on the team. He plays good defense. Roman Quinn is literally a perfect bench piece and can start some when needed in center if Hazley's, you know, needs an off day, whatever. But as far as an off-the-bench weapon, especially when you can put a runner on second base to start extra innings, Having a guy who is a switch hitter who is elite speed-wise and can play a great defense or at least good enough defense, that is a, a super valuable guy to have, especially in a season like this. Quinn, in my opinion, is a lock to make the roster healthy. Now, uh, that leaves us three spots, and it's for three newcomers. I think Logan Forsythe is making the roster. I've talked about him. He's a really good hitter. You know, he, or at least he's a professional hitter, and he'll hit left-handed pitching. He gives you a, a certain specific thing that is valuable. He can hit left-handed pitching. He can play second base. He can play third place. He can play the outfield. Um, love Logan Forsythe as a, a bottom-of-the-roster guy. I think he makes the roster. Same thing with Josh Harrison. Um, similar type of player. I think Harrison even gives you more defensive versatility. He can play a lot of positions. Um, hasn't had much success over the last few years, but, of course, remember, was an all-star at one point. There's pedigree there. Um, I think Harrison makes the roster. I think he gives you enough. And for me, that last spot came down to Nick Williams in the outfield or Neil Walker, who they brought in, veteran, former se you know, second baseman most of his career, could play second base, could play left field. 
I'm going to go Neil Walker. I think the veteran makes the roster over Nick Williams. This Phillies organization has, has really shown that they're not super in on Nick Williams, which is fine. Neither am I. Um, I think Williams is interesting because he provides you a lefty power bat, which you have less of. You know, I mean, you look at a lot of these guys, they're right-handed hitters. So I think that's the one thing that Nick Williams really has going for him is the potential to bring that lefty bat in. But when you're already talking about an outfield that Andrew McCutcheon's the only right, strictly right-handed hitter, you know, Quinn's a switch. Hazley lefty, Harper lefty, Bruce lefty. I do think that you can get by without Williams there. I think Williams, the most likely of the people I mentioned to hop up and make the team. Ronald Torres has a shot, I guess. Goslin unlikely to beat out a Forsyth or a Harrison. I think that's your roster. So my 14 hitters, Andrew Knapp, JT Romuto, Logan Forsyth, Didi Gregorius, Josh Harrison, Reese Hoskins, Scott Kingery, Gene Segura, Neil Walker, Jay Bruce, Bryce Harper, Adam Hazley, Andrew McCutcheon, and Roman Quinn. That is my official three weeks out 30-man roster prediction. I feel pretty good about it. We'll see how it all shakes out. Obviously, a lot can change between now and then, and I'm sure a lot will. But that's where I'm at right now. That's what I'm seeing is the 30-man roster. I think there's more variability with the pitchers, a few of those guys. You could see Edgar Garcia make a jump. Blake Parker, we mentioned, maybe one of the young arms uh, just shines in camp and they say, wow, we can't mess around. You got to be on the roster. We'll see. But that is, as of now, my 30-man roster prediction. All right, next week, we'll dive into the specifics of the lineup. How do I see the lineup shaking out? What could the batting order look like? You know, who's going to win that number five spot? How will the bullpen rolls shake out? All that type of stuff. Plus, we get a schedule. There's going to be a lot, a lot to dive into as we continue to gear up and actually talk Phillies baseball. We got months and months of Phillies baseball uh, excitement to, to squeeze into a few weeks here before the season starts, and then we actually get to watch baseball. I literally cannot wait. Schedule next week. We'll dive into it all. So until then, everyone, again, have a, a wonderful holiday weekend, and uh, just thank you for tuning in, and, and I can't wait to be back next week and really continue this excitement for uh, what looks like we're going to have a baseball season this year. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.